I want to call your attention today to the book of Psalms. And it is our prayer that every everybody has a great week, a great time of celebration as we pause in our life to say thank you. Thank you to the great creator. I'm overwhelmed today with praise to God. My heart is so full of thanksgiving to God. First of all, because I know where I was headed. I, I, I like the old song Tuddy Huffman and the Jims used to sing. I was going down for the last time. No one heard my cry. I was swiftly fading. I was drifting with the tide. Then a hand from out of nowhere gently slipped in mine. I thank God he saved me just in time. <laughs> just before the angry billows had rocked my soul to sleep. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to thank him today because he saved me. He rescued me. I think it'd be all right if we just took a moment and give him a thanks right now that because every one of us, we're in the same place. We were in the same place, but He found us and He saved us and He rescued us and He loved us. He picked us up when we were down. And I just got to say thank you, Lord. See, that that's a praise for something money can't buy because... Paul said, we're not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold. It's the precious blood. I said, it's the precious blood. It's the precious blood. That old song came to me this week. It just said, on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. How I love that old cross dearest and best for a world of lost sinners and every one of us can find our place there so I'll cherish the old rugged cross he's at last I lay down I will cling to the old cross and exchange it someday for a crown Psalms chapter 46 Verse number one, he said, God is our refuge and strength. Notice how he said it. God is our, not he is A-R-E, but he is our personal, my refuge. Somebody say he's my refuge. 
God is my refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the seas or the sea though the waters thereof roar and be troubled though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof Selah there is a river the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God the holy place of the tabernacle of the most high God is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved God shall help her and that right early. I love how the psalmist in his place of distress said, I have found a refuge. And not only have I found a refuge, he is a refuge for all. He's a refuge for all. Now, when you consider a refuge, a refuge is a place where you go for safety. In our society, there are different refuges that have been set up, and they are a sanctuary that has been established for different animals or birds to go and and there they are free from the pursuit of the hunter. It's a place where I can catch my breath. It's a place where I can find a reprieve. It's a place where temporarily I, I can, can allow my senses to relax. And there I can be strengthened. I can find support. I can find help, as the psalmist said, in trouble. And it's in this place that I find that I do not have to fear because there is a constant presence. There is a constant shelter. Another place the psalmist would say, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Jesus would say in Luke chapter 19 that how oft I would have gathered you as a hen doth gather her brood or her chicks to protect them from the predator of the sky that is looking where he can pick one off, where someone has escaped the place of safety and, and there they can find, there he can find one that is alone, one that is by themselves. And yet the psalmist says there is a place There is a place. There is a place that you and I can find that when the enemy does come in looking and seeking 
whom he may devour. There is a place where I am hidden. The old song says, Rock of Ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. When I'm being chased, another place the psalmist would talk about, and he would say, as the heart panteth for the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee. What are you talking about, psalmist? He is talking about a deer that is in pursuit, is being pursued by the dogs, and the, the deer is literally running for its life. The deer is is trying its best to escape, and there is an instinct in the animal that says, if I can find the water brook, if I can find the river, the, the dogs will lose my track. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? That, that you feel the pursuit of the enemy so strong, yeah? and the enemy has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Yeah? And you walked in this place today saying, I need a refuge, and I need a place of safety, and I, I need somewhere uh, that I can escape. Just let me be in your presence. No wonder David would say, yeah, cast me not away from thy presence, uh, and take Take not the Holy Spirit from me. If I can just make it. Some of you just came in here today with the last bit of strength that you had. But you walk into this place and already the Holy Ghost has come and ministered to you. I came to preach to somebody today that there is a place. And there is a place of refuge. The storm may be brewing and your little vessel may be rocking. But there is one that can can stand on the bow of your little vessel and say peace be still and instantly you can have a change but let me tell you something today the deer said if I can just get to the water if I can just get to the water brook I think I can escape the enemy and so I came to talk to somebody today about a place that you can come to I don't care what's happening in your life I don't care the ups and the downs of your struggle there is a God as I preached last Sunday that he said I will always love you I will always care for you I always have your best interest in mind and so the psalmist said God is somebody say God is right now somebody look at your dilemma of life and say God is God is I find another place where the writer of Scripture said God is. He is able. Somebody said God is able. Paul said, I am persuaded that he that begun a good work in me is able to finish the work that he started. He's able to finish what he started. And so he said, as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, if I can just get to his presence. David said, in his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand is pleasure forevermore. He said, I would rather live one day in his presence than a thousand days without him. And so God is, not God will be or or God was, but God is. And to reinforce 
the word is, he said, he is a present help. Have you ever been in a situation where you, you knew down the road things were going to get better, but right now, I mean, right now, the, 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 the sky looked dark, and, and right now, everything you touched turned backwards, and it was, it was one step forward and two step back, and, and everything you touched didn't turn to gold, it turned to dust, and just life seemed to come against you in every direction, and, and, and man, you just couldn't find a place of reprieve, and you couldn't find a place of safety, and, and you couldn't find anyone to give you a kind word. It seemed like everybody looked at you with a scowl. Everybody had something bad to say, and, and you're just saying, man, I wish somebody had sent me a text or give me a phone call to let me know somebody cared. David said, I was walking through the valley of Baca, Everything in life had turned against me. I had turned the valley into a pool of tears. It was bad. But if you read on a little further, he said, but in the night, it was in the night when all hell was breaking against me. It was in the night when pain was wrenched against my body. But in the midnight hour, he gave me a song. See, I came to tell you today to talk to somebody about again about praise for things money can't buy. Let me tell you something. There's nothing better than to be able to lay your head on a pillow at night and go to sleep as life rages, as the enemy rages. But you can lay your head on a pillow and go to sleep. David said, I laid me down and I slept. And so... Here he is, and he said, in the midst of this, we will not fear. We we won't be afraid. But how many of us have been up against life, and that gnawing fear sets in? I don't know who I'm going to turn to. I don't know where the answer's coming from. Now I know some of you super faith people, you walk around with your head in the sky just like it's all going to be better. You just walk around singing, after a while it all will. After a while the sun will shine. And some of us are walking with the cloud hanging over our head. And we're trying to sing, by and by. When the morning comes, I, I know some of you super faith people. You just you just walk along, you know. Just ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because the Holy Ghost party don't stop. And some of us won't even walk under a tree because we're afraid we'll get struck by lightning. But David said. I want you to understand one thing. If you can if you can rest in the promise. If you can rest in the promise that God is, that, that God's not going to become, but, but God is. Look at your neighbor and say, God is. If, if, if you can rest in the promise that God is, 
yeah, yeah. Some of some of you, you you know what God's done for you in the past. You can look back and say, I got some precious memories. I, 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 I've seen God do some things for me. But see, the enemy would come and say, He did it back then. But but are you sure He's able to do it? And some of you are living for tomorrow. He 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 will be. He He's able to do something in the future. But right now, most of us are stuck in the present. Most of us are stuck in the moment. Most of us are right here, but see, the psalmist would want you and I to understand that it's not the past or the present, but God is right now. I don't care what you're going through, what you've been through, what you're facing, what you'll face tomorrow. God is. God is. God is. Somebody shout, God is. God is right now. Somebody say He's a right now God. He's never early and He's never late, but He's a right now God. Somebody begin to shout it out with faith that God is right now my refuge. That God is right now my answer. That right now God is my... I feel the Holy Ghost up in this place right now that God is my help. That God is my strength. That God is the answer to my questions. That God is with me. I feel like I'm walking alone and I struggle to get into the church this morning. But the Lord sent a preacher to tell you that He's right there beside you. He will never leave you, nor will He ever forsake you. God is. God is. Last few Sundays we've been talking about love songs of the 80s, 90s, and even of the 70s. And y'all thought I was going to change directions today and paddle up in a new community. But I set the stage because, first of all, we have to know that God is a constant. Look at your neighbor and say, God is a constant. God is a constant. How many understand today that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Malachi would say through the prophet, or God would say through the prophet Malachi that I am God and I change not. I have to tell you today, and as I begin to close, to tell you that God never changes. We serve a never-changing God in an ever-changing world. But, Stevie Wonder, 1985, took a song to the number one on the Billboard 100. Rhythm and Blues, Dance. And the title of the song was Part Time. Oh, some of you are like, oh, I ain't saying that, Pastor. I ain't going there. I mean, you're like, huh? You better get back to God's constant. 
But he took the song, Part-Time Love. And, and it takes a lot of courage to stand before you today on Thanksgiving Sunday and talk to you about this song. Part-Time Love. Because while many of us are always wanting God to be the constant, we find ourselves being part-time believers. I want God when I need Him. I want God when everything is going well. I want God when I choose to believe that I need Him. But God is looking for believers that are seeking for Him at all times. He's not looking for somebody to praise Him when you got what you wanted. He's not looking for you to praise Him when you don't have any needs. Or to praise Him when you have a need, trying to manipulate Him to get what you want. But He is looking for believers who will not just be part-time lovers, but will love Him the way He loves us. The book of Revelations, the second chapter, introduces us to one of the churches of, of Asia. It was called the seven churches of Asia. And one of those churches was a church by the name of Ephesus. Ephesus was started in the book of Acts in the 19th chapter. When Paul came on his missionary journey and he is passing through the upper cup coast of Ephesus and he finds certain believers and he says to them have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed we've not heard whether there be any Holy Ghost or not and so he begins to tell them that John and he asked them under what baptism were you baptized and they said under John's baptism and and he began at John and he began to say but John preached something greater than just baptism to repentance uh, John said there is one that cometh after me whose shoe latches I'm not worthy to unloose he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire and Paul laid hands on the believers. They began to speak with tongues. He took them and baptized them in the name of the Lord. And the church of Ephesus was started. Now the church of Ephesus was started with the fire of the Holy Ghost. See, there's something about a church that, that lives and, and exists in the fire of the Holy Ghost. There's something powerful about a people that, that understand that without the power of the Holy Ghost, I'm not going to make it. Am I talking to anybody today? Without the power of the Spirit, I'm susceptible to every enemy. Without the power of the Holy Ghost, my flesh is going to control me. Without the Spirit living and residing in my heart, I'm going to live a life of up 
and down a reviving door of good times and bad times but if the Holy Ghost remains active in my heart and I know I cannot make it whether it's Monday or Tuesday Wednesday, Thursday, Friday or Saturday without the Holy Ghost I can't make it through the day without His Spirit active in my life I am not an overcomer but I am overcome but through Christ I can do all things when the Holy Holy Ghost is moving inside of me. There is no weapon that is formed against me that shall prosper. With the Holy Ghost, I am a conqueror and not being conquered. With the Holy Ghost, I'm an overcomer and I'm not being overcome. With the Holy Ghost, there is no thing that comes against me that I cannot walk through. It may scar me and it may touch me, but I will be victorious and I will stand through the power of His Spirit. And so, this is how Ephesus was started. And I don't have time to give you a history of Ephesus, but, but Ephesus was a very hard city. It was, it was a city steeped in idolatry. And Paul, he introduces them to the power of the Holy Ghost. And so here, years later, John on the Isle of Patmos. I love, I love to talk about John on the Isle of Patmos because... It's so powerful. John was the last living disciple of Christ. All the other disciples had been martyred. They had lost their lives for the cause of Jesus Christ. But it was not a sad occasion. History says even of Peter, when they took him to the cross to crucify him, he looked at the executioner and said, Crucify me upside down because I'm not worthy to be crucified the way my Savior was. It was not a sad occasion. I don't believe for one moment that they had to drag the apostles out of their cells uh, to the execution block. Uh, I believe with resolve uh, and resilience, uh, with their head held high uh, and a confidence in their heart, uh, they would walk to the executioner's block uh, and gladly give their life uh, to the one that had given his life for them. It was not an up and down experience. It was not a love-hate relationship. It was not, I need you when I need you and I don't want you when I don't need you. But it was a constant in their life that they realized that it was Christ that gave them the power to overcome the adversities of the world. So this is the church of Ephesus. And so Paul, uh, John is on the Isle of Patmos and they tried to kill him. They boiled him in oil trying to kill him they could not take his life and then he records he said I was in the spirit on the Lord's day Whew. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day what do you, wait wait John you mean you're not going to complain about your suffering no he might have borrowed the words of Paul when Paul said he said I'm persuaded that the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory. I feel a little help coming right now. I am persuaded that the suffering of this present moment is not worthy to be compared 
with the glory that shall be revealed in me. I don't know who I came to preach to today, but I came to tell you the anointing is perfected in your pain. The anointing is perfected in your suffering. You may be looking at a situation that looms larger than life and pain is gripping you this morning, but God sent a preacher on a Sunday morning to tell you weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Some of you walking here, if I can just make it another day, I bring you a good word today. You're not just going to make it another day, but next week you'll still be standing. And next month you'll still be standing. And next year you'll still be standing. Because what came against you is not to destroy you, but it's in weakness that I'm made strong. It's in the thorns of life that and bring turmoil and pain. But I have resolved not to be a part-time lover. I will love you at all times. I will serve Him at all times. I will not just praise Him in the good times, but I will praise Him in the I will not just praise Him. I've got a little money left at the end of the month. I will not just praise Him because i got something nice to drive. And I've got something nice to live in. I understand that this whole house is going to need some repairs. And I understand that one of these days I'm going to have to replace the vehicles. Somebody's going to T-bone me at an intersection. Or the, water, the car's going to take on water and the crater of the engine. I, I went into, when we was in Orlando, Florida, and our car was totaled. So I went to the dealership to talk to the people there. And, and, and so the lady, she began to ask me what happened. And I told her, and, and, and she, she looked at me, and she said, how are you so calm about this? And I said, because it's just the car. And I said, it can be replaced. I talked 15 or 20 minutes with her and she, she was just overwhelmed and she said I don't understand sir why you're so calm she said I wish everybody that came in here was as calm as you are what she didn't know is I got a peace that passes understanding and my peace is not attached to material things Let me tell you, honey, if your peace is attached to material things, when you lose those material things, you're going to lose your peace. Oh, I'm feeling a whole ghost up in here today. But when you have a peace that comes from above, Paul said, set your affections on things above. I hear the writer of Hebrews in chapter 12 and verse number 2 when he said, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. See, when you have a peace that comes from above, the boss can walk in and say, You're fired. But you can walk out saying, Thank you, Jesus, for giving me the job in the first place. When you're... Ah, 
Holy Ghost. When your peace comes from above, you can look at something Job said, the Lord gave and the Lord taketh away, but blessed be the name. Somebody ought to give him blessed be the name of the Lord praise right now. <laughs> and so, let me, let me hurry up. I'm about to go on over time. But in Revelations chapter 2, Paul, John would, would, through the auspices of the Holy Spirit, he would, he would write to the seven churches of Asia. And it was really the Lord speaking through, through John. And, and he, first of all, says to Ephesus, man, I know your faith. He began to give them accolades. I know your faith. You've been through some things. And he said, you, you've tested doctrines to whether they've been true or not. And, and, and you have not tolerated things, sins, and different things in, in your midst. But, but he said, there's, there's one thing that I have against you. Just one thing that I have to talk to you about. What is it? He said, you have left your first love. He didn't say you lost it. He said you left it. You made a conscious decision to think that you could go alone and make it through. You just gradually began to depend upon yourself. See, that's what religion does. Religion causes you to believe that just because you've believed that, that you, you're going to make it through. But, but the old song says, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour I See, I just got to be honest with you today because you know Moses said I, he chose or the he right over Hebrew said Moses chose to suffer with the people of God rather than enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season and I've heard preach, preachers preach that there was no pleasure in sin and there's no pleasure in the world and, and, and I just got to say you need to repent because you're a liar because there is pleasure in sin and there's pleasure you know in, but, but it's temporary and 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 it, it's sometimes it's it's and I often say to people it's not just like flipping a switch that you do something you wouldn't normally do but it, it's a gradual kind of thing. We talked about a few weeks ago. We talked about Psalms chapter one, where the psalmist said, "Blessed is the man who walketh not, standeth not, sitteth not," because that's how life is. Life sometimes causes you to stop the progress. And it's a reverse progress. And you go from walking to standing to sitting. And it happens sometimes before you know it, but it's never something big. It's just the gradual drifting away. It's missing church a few times. It's not being faithful a few times. It's depending upon yourself here and there. 
to the point that John said, you have walked away from your source of strength. You've walked away from your source of power. And I'm preaching to myself just as much as I'm preaching to you today. We become part-time lovers. I love you when I need you. I love you when I want you. But the rest of my life belongs to me. Just let me live it. And yet, I have to stand and say and, and even repent. Because God, I thought I could make it on my own. And I thought I could do this by myself. But I've actually laid a trap for myself. It just starts with your Bible reading isn't as important as what it used to be. Your devotion isn't as important. Oh, I'll, I'll catch it tomorrow. I'll just put it off. I've had a hard day. I got preoccupied with the things of life. Before you know it, it's time to go to bed. And then the next day, same thing happens. And it's the little, Solomon said, it was the little foxes that, that spoiled the vine. It, it wasn't some magnanimous thing that came in and just slapped you upside the face and it took you out. It was the little baby steps that led you away. And he said to Ephesians, he said, you left your greatest source of strength. And the Lord sent me here. I, I, I really did. I argued. I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to do Stevie Wonder. I just called to say I love you. I, mean, I, thought, I thought, man, that'd be a great song. I just called. And the Lord said, no. You need to talk to my people today about part-time relationships. We give God Sunday. But what about Monday? We occasionally give God a Wednesday. What about Thursday? And then the condemnation sits in. But I came as an ambassador from God today to tell you all He wants you to do is return back to your first love. I, I, I came to tell you he, he didn't send a preacher here to beat you up and make you feel bad and to condemn you. He sent a preacher here on this Sunday to say, all I want you to do is, is to just turn around and come back the same path. The old song used to say, that same road will lead you back to Jesus. No matter how far you may have trod. And I can tell you today that He will be the Heavenly Father that we see. In Luke chapter 15, as the prodigal comes running or comes towards the house. And the Bible said, as the father seen him afar off, 
the Bible said the Father, notice this, the Father, somebody shout the Father, the Father left the porch and went running. Can I tell you, if you make the slightest effort to turn today, if you make the slightest effort to, to look back to Him, He's going to leave His foundation, He's going to leave His porch, and He's going to come running. He's been anticipating. That's why He sent a preacher on this Sunday morning to tell you He's never been a part-time God to you. He's never been there when just when He wanted to be, but He's always been there. And all He's saying is, I I just want the same back from you. I'm just asking you for the same. Instead of being a part-time lover, I want you to be there all the time. Say, Pastor, what are you saying? Do we need to pray 16 hours a day and fast till our belly button falls off? And well, what he said is, I want you to retain me in your thoughts because he chided Israel he said you don't even retain me in your thoughts anymore and God sent me here to tell you he said all I want you to do is think about me all I want you to do is think about me all I want you to do is remember what I've done for you I'm not trying to manipulate you to love me I'm not trying to force you to love me I just want you to understand that I loved you that you would love me back. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. House lights are coming down. As always, the front of this church is open and you're welcome to step out if you would choose. But I'm wondering across this congregation today if there's one or two people that would just say, God, I understand today my relationship has got a little indifferent. I hadn't loved you like I should have loved you. I feel the Holy Ghost moving through this congregation right now. I'm wondering if just all across this place today that if there would be some altars There would be some responses. God, I thank you for your constant. I thank you that you never left me. I thank you that you've always been there. And I, I have stumbled. I, I boldly confess to this congregation today that it, I myself have stumbled. It's easy to get so caught up in doing the work of God that you fail to maintain your relationship with God. But I come back to you today. Father, I come back. I, I come back. I refuse just to be a part-time Christian, to be a part-time lover when you have been so constant when your love has been undying your love has been unending 